Welcome to Better Odds Sports Betting. Here's our host, Kiev O'Neill and Kyle Hunter. Welcome back to Better Odds Sports Betting. We have a fantastic guest. Mr. Sean Higgs is back to break down some NFL with us and some college basketball. My partner in crime, Kyle, sitting right there with his Bengals hat. Kyle, as a matter of fact, I, I was going to do something here uh, with my background. I'm not sure where the stadium is. Um, let's just take a look here. I think uh, trying to find the Bill Stadium here. I was going to mess with you a little bit. <laughs> they don't have a big game this weekend, do they? I think I think there might be a big game this weekend. Yeah, we'll we'll get to cover that one. So uh, anybody looking to for insight on that one, we'll definitely go in depth on this game. Oh man, that's gonna be a fun game, and I'm rooting for you, Kyle. But we'll see where the bets line up. But I gotta give Sean a lot of credit here because Sean is the man in the NFL. I heard a little birdie told me sixty three percent. Sean, what's going on? Yeah, it's been a. Uh pretty good year of NFL football. I, I mean, I, I was coming in, you came in the conversation with me, like, I didn't like talking about it. Cause it's once you're in one of those grooves, it's like the, the no hitter. And it's like, anytime I bring up, I'm like, oh, here comes a four and four weekend or something or two and five. And, it, and I keep grinding along, you know? So it's yep. a good season. You know, if Sean, if Sean doesn't want to say it for himself, I'll say Sean, I see is one twenty six and 70. So it's not just like 64% with a few plays. Yeah. Uh, great. Great amount of volume. Like uh, I'm 35 and 23 for the season, 60.3 percent. That looks pretty bad compared to Sean's <laughs> season. That's for sure. So, Kyle, uh, listen, Sean, we, we do things a little different. Like I get, I jump in. Volume. I know you're a volume more in college basketball. You like your your totals and stuff. I I just fire away. I don't like picking and choosing. To me, uh, bankroll management. I'm going to come in, and if I like it, and and let's be honest, if I started out the season bad, I'd be like, all right, I got to adjust my numbers and move on from it. But when they're going, sure. I'm just going to. Stay, hey. stay on the train. Keep going. <laughs> hey, there's not one way to do it that's correct either. No, so, exactly. I mean, you, you know, exactly. uh, Sean's been really successful. I know he knows his NFL well, so I'm looking forward to breaking down these games here today. I think I think the last time I was with you guys was before I moved because I don't think uh, Kiev had a beard at the time. I think we we're doing some college basketball. I think he was beardless back then. <laughs> beardless. Not beardless, but beardless. Yes. So. Probably a little of both, maybe. Maybe beardless this time. <laughs> well, I am beardless at this moment, so – but. Either way, yeah, I do have the beard. I got to show off my age, you know, so people think I'm distinguished enough to be talking about this crap. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> baby face got to put that away. Uh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, let, we have a just a wonderful weekend, though. And Brett Fred Odds right here. We have Jacksonville at Kansas City. And I was waiting for them to do this. It looks like it, it did move from the eight and a half to nine in this book. I mean, I'm surprised books took so long because this would be the biggest teaser killer of the whole weekend. Why not make people do a six and a half point teaser at minus 125, minus 130, you know, instead? And, you know, that's kind of where it's at right now. You know, I'm sure there's probably still some eight and a half floating around, but, you know, I don't see this thing going back. But this is going to be a wonderful game. The total's pretty high at 52 and a half here. Uh, Sean, you're a guest. Why don't you go first and break down a little bit of Kansas City hosting the Jags? Yeah, and uh, you're going to get – we're going to talk about games. So, folks, you'll get my – all my NFL right here. You'll get them. So, 
<laughs> and hopefully Kevin Hunt and Kyle didn't throw out the uh, Bill Kabash on my place here. They take it on there. But, uh, we'll see. I, I, I like the Chiefs. It's gone up. I get it. Not shocking. I mean, the Jacksonville team, let's, let's be honest, miracle. Miracle win there last week. I mean, uh, but what do we see? We saw the same thing out of these guys when they played Kansas City. They were down early in that game. The game wasn't close. They score a late touchdown, make it kind of closer to what it is. I don't see it. I, I don't think this team is particularly good. And for me, this cap really comes down to it's Andy Reid, rested, bye week, at homes in Mahomes, put them all together. I think he's 27 and 13 against a number in these kind of spots or something ridiculous like that. And how about his 19 playoff wins? 15 have been doubled by double digits for Andy Reid. All right. So, uh, listen, Peterson, yeah, he's familiar with Andy Reid. I, I, I'm not by Jacksonville, Trevor, really? Lawrence and Mahomes are really comparing these two. The guy just said that Jacksonville Stadium it was as Kansas City Arrowhead won't be as loud as it. I mean, as silly as that sounds, like this is a guy who played in the ACC. Like, it wasn't loud when you played the Florida State. You're thinking that's a loud stadium? Come on. I mean, you are out of your. They, I think they're going to get run out of this building. And again, for a team that lost Tyreek, oh, my goodness, how are they going to make the playoffs? Right, that was a, They might not make the playoffs this year. Yeah, let me throw for 5,000 yards. I mean, give me Kansas City, double digits, uh, probably into the over, because Kansas is going to get out to a lead. Right? You want to do Kansas City first half, minus five and a half? Sure. You know, it might be six down with the little line move. Jags find a way to put up points in garbage time, but really, I think Kansas City rates its own score and, and covers its number. Well, Kyle, you know, uh, pretty strong words from Sean. Big spread when the NFL, obviously, over seven. There's a big narrative, really, this weekend about this game. It's about the comeback. You know, the teams after the comeback, especially one of that size, fifth biggest comeback in NFL history, third in playoff history, Jaguars versus Chargers. It always takes some bad coach to help that out. But we've we've pounded on Staley enough. Uh, any <laughs> thoughts on any thoughts on that narrative? And any thoughts on this game? Have we pounded on Staley enough? I mean, yeah, he's he's taking quite a bit of heat. But I will say, how's he still that, coaching? Real fast, how is he still? I, it's it's hard to believe. It's hard to I, believe. I thought they'd have Sean Payton try it out today for a weekend press conference. Um, wow. You would think wow. so. And I think you could argue that last week's win by the Jaguars was really more about the Chargers than it was Jacksonville. I mean, that was the Chargers handing the game away. Certainly, Jacksonville deserves some credit. I'll tell you what I bet so far in this game is I took Chiefs team total over 30 and a half earlier in the week. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to score. The question is, how many will the Jaguars score? Um, I kind of like the over in general. Uh, see 52, 52 and a half, 53. I uh, still think that's probably a pretty good look. The Chiefs games have gone over the total pretty consistently, even at a high number in the playoffs. Basically, when you're betting a Chiefs total, you're trying to figure out if the other team can keep up and keep score pressure on them. Because once they get ahead, sometimes Reed will run the football, use the clock. If you think Jacksonville can score a decent amount of points, you have to like the over. Um, I'm more confident that KC can score here. I like KC in a teaser quite a bit. I think KC... Um, you know, probably even more likely to win than, than the money line would suggest. I'm not saying take the money line, but I think Kansas City wins this game. Andy Reid off a bye. Patrick Mahomes, uh, like Sean said, over Trevor Lawrence. I have to take that in some way. So I took the team total over here. I think it sounds like Sean would like that one as well based on his handicap yeah. for this game. So, Kiev, what do you think? Well, I'm going to be slightly against that, but it's not like – it was more of an impulse move, and I did take a nine. 
earlier in the week. And, you know, it went to eight and a half. It's not like it moved him. I think the books did a pretty good job personally with this number. But, um, you know, I take it from really both sides. You know, it's like I take some numbers early in the week and then I do my real handicap and I look at matchups and I see if I'm wrong or right. About 66% of the time I'm on the right side of the line move. So I'm okay doing that and taking that risk. Um, when I kind of broke the game down metrically, it did show a pretty big advantage to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they do have a 1.2 uh, net yards per play. I believe uh, I believe that's a pretty big deficit going over what the Jaguars have. Um, I, I think that the Chiefs' most powerful offense, and Mahomes is by far uh, top in EPA and completion percentage over expectation. And that's an important stat to me because you're expected to do something good. You're in your great quarterback, and he's even blowing some of those numbers away. But, you know, I think the Chiefs also can leak some oil. And you saw that some, those weird games against the Raiders, against the Texans. When I say Raiders, I say earlier this year. You know, if the Chiefs have a weakness, they do give up 4.4 rushing yards per attempt. Now, the Jaguars do average 4.8. Are the Jaguars going to start throwing the ball and throwing interceptions like they did last week? Because if they do, they're going to get absolutely creamed. You know, and, and that's my issue. Uh, if Kansas City jumps them it's over uh, i would say live bet kansas city um but i think if the jaguars can control the clock which i expect them to do and i expect them to put a little bit of pressure on travis kels this year this time i you know jared ever or gerald everett went for over 100 yards last week now peterson's a good coach but i mean can he at least have a little bit of a better game plan against the tight end you know, that's what I'm kind of hoping for, being that it happened last week. If I'm going to cover this nine points, uh, Kansas City's weakness is in the red zone. They allow six, 67% of the time, second worst than, uh, than the nation. So they do allow points in the red zone, which definitely leads to an over. I love Kyle's play for sure. Um, but, you know, I, I don't 100% disagree with Sean. I, I could see this going that way. But I, what I did is I teased my way out of it. And, you know, you got to find that eight and a half because I don't don't ever tease the three. But, you know, my perfect number when I did the metrics and the algorithm was at 6.75. But uh, Kansas City should not have any trouble moving the ball, being that Jacksonville so bad against tight ends. And they're also normally bad against pass catching running backs, which last week they did stop Eckler. But I, I did tease my way out of this to minus two and a half. I'm really hoping for, a you know, three to eight point situation. And that would be great for me. But I, I do have action on both sides of this game, guys. Fair enough. I think the so, down, I mean, you tease down a, a Super Bowl team to almost uh, – somebody's going to get picked off, though, right? You think somebody's going to get picked off one of these? When you tease these down, it's just the gambling gods coming back. Yeah, it's not It's not that easy, fellas. What are you talking about? Tease all, <laughs> tease all the faves down to minus ones and twos? Sure. Sure, Jam. <laughs> And I'm with you on it. I like it. I like Kansas. I mean, I like him at the eight. Why would I like him to tease him down to it too? Yeah, yeah. I did bail out on my uh, Cincinnati minus five and a half bet and grab the uh, Ravens plus eight and a half, and that worked out last week. So maybe, maybe I'm onto something here. That's what I'm kind of hoping about. Um, Giants Eagles Eagles minus seven and a half. Check out our bet Fred screen total on this game is I think forty eight. Forty eight. I got to bring it up again here because I was diving into that team total, seeing if that was available still. So, uh, you know, my, my thoughts on this total is kind of where I made my play.
but I made it at a little bit better of a number, 47. But I also like it at 48. So obviously you kind of see, you know, where I'm going right here. This game happened with both lineups that were healthy earlier in the season. They were motivated. Obviously, that last game of the week, we don't know how motivated Philly was at the second half. And we don't know how motivated the Giants really were. I almost think the Giants were kind of just studying them a little bit that game. But, you know, this Eagles defense has been leaking a little bit over the past seven weeks. They're a little bit closer to average 11th in opponent EPA. The Eagles have had a pretty easy strength schedule themselves. But, you know, we want to talk about the Giants. Their defense is terrible. They give up 5.9 yards per play, 28th in opponent EPA per play. Uh, you know, I don't have to tell you that the Giants' defense is horrible. It's bad. But what's keeping them in the game is just great coaching and uh, Daniel Jones running the ball. If you look at Daniel Jones' rushing prop, it's in the 40s. You know, I mean, this is literally the Buffalo Bills offense with Daniel Jones that actually was a little faster than I thought he was, you know, coming into this year. And part of the reason why, you know, he's being talked for comeback player of the year and some other of those accolades that he can get. But, you know, the Eagles, if they had a weakness, I always said it was against the run. Um, they uh, allow 4.6 yards per rush, 26th in opponent EPA per rush. Saquon Barkley should be able to run all over them, but the Giants averaging 4.8 yards per rush. But, the, it, it, you know, saying that, the Eagles are a good rushing team with Hurts, and the Giants' defense is even worse than the Eagles, 30th in opponent rush EPA. So I think that, you know, even though you might see a good amount of running the ball, it, these these defenses are going to give up big chunks of yards. And I think it's just going to, you know, add to the total. Now, if you look at it in a little bit deeper into the metrics, I mean, the Eagles have massive advantages here. 1.4 net yard per play advantage. Um, it, my algorithm came up to the Eagles winning by 10 points here. But I didn't bet it because I thought the Eagles weren't coming in as hot as they should be. And I think Dayball with some familiarity here could keep it close. I don't think you're going to see a 50 to 20 some game like you saw earlier, but I still like the over. And I th think that there's going to be a lot of scoring and a lot of desperation in this game. I took over the 47. I also like it at 48 and I like it all the way up. Even if it was up to 50 and a half, I would take it. So Sean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I believe it or not, I have I have not bet this one. I have not bet this one. I, I Eagles at seven and a half is something I kind of like because I'm just do that. I see a seven and a half, I'll take the fave. I see a six and a half, I'll lean towards the dog. And you, you mentioned the the defense. Yeah, I think the Philly defense. Play, you know, I think this is a strength for them with the run because they know that this is how the Giants lead, right? I mean, I get. I guess when you have Hurts and you have a, a explosive offense, put up a bunch of points team's kind of abandoned a run early, but the Giants aren't going to do that. They're going to come in and try to dictate a little bit here as an underdog. And I, this is just so tough because it's, everybody just thinks of last week's game, right? They, oh, they beat Minnesota who, uh, listen, I had Minnesota. Well, you know, bad, bad pick. They you know not, not looking good there. They um, beat a bad team the week before that. It was a backup quarterback versus Hertz, right? As you said, they're not playing good ball right now. He didn't look good last week. Is he hundred percent? I don't. I, I want to say Giants first half here, and I think maybe Philly pulls away. Right? I think we'll find out in game how healthy Hurts is. 
And obviously nobody's 100%. But he did not look all that great. And maybe it was kind of like, ah, let's just get through. We're winning here. We wrapped up the division. So let's just kind of go vanilla and just get out of here with a W. But listen, the Giants were the Giants were looking to win that game, even with backups. So it's it's a tough – again, give me the first half. Giants thinking maybe Hurts is kind of slow to get back in the flow. Right? I, I, I don't know if I'm betting this one. No, it's fair enough. And, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of people said, look at how Dallas was against Washington. Dallas wasn't even into that. They, they didn't want to be there. Dallas didn't want to be there. And then they wanted to be in the playoffs, and you saw what happened. Kyle, what are your thoughts on this one? I think this is a tough game to bet. Um, I'm going to agree with Sean that I think this is probably the toughest game of all of them. Uh, I kind of want to bet the Giants plus seven and a half. I think Dave Ball's such a good coach, comes up with such Excellent. good schemes. Um, Philly, I think, could be a bit overvalued in general. Uh, the thing is, is, the Giants are a big talent disadvantage against the Eagles. There's no doubt about that. So it's hard to take it. I think everybody in the world is going to be taking a teaser with yeah. with uh, Chiefs and uh, Eagles in this game. So, you know, is, who's going to bust that teaser? Because that's going to be the most popular teaser this weekend. Um, I, I still lean Giants. I think I lean the over as well at like Kiev, thinking that both teams will, will get enough. I think Dayball can – scheme up points. Uh, Daniel Jones is not as good as he's looked at sometimes this year, but he wasn't quite as bad as some people thought before either. Um, the question is Jalen Hurts and how healthy he is, like Sean said. I don't think I want to have a pregame bet on this game. Yeah. If I mean, you the Giants, be... Go ahead. Three and five coming in. Three, five, and one coming into this game. And people think it's like – they think it's like the 2008 team, like it's the, their Super Bowl run team. Like, oh, this is what we were a couple years ago. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, they, they, <laughs> I mean, they, they were hot in the beginning, you know, and then they cooled off. And there were some injuries. I mean, man. they had a lot of receivers go out and some offensive line injuries. Listen, they well. cover, which is all that matters for what we do. They That's are a right. covering machine. Right. So, <laughs> you, you know, if you want to be a contrarian to that teaser, maybe take some alt lines six six points up and bust everyone's teaser. So, <laughs> obviously, this is the biggest teaser. I do have a piece of this teaser. This is one of them. I I took a piece with this. Uh, so let's move on to the most important game of the weekend, Kyle. Uh, Cincinnati versus Buffalo. And I know you are, you know, invested in this game from a heart standpoint. <laughs> You're looking at Cincinnati plus five and a half now. The total of this baby is 49 points. Kyle, you have the floor. The Bengals have been a covering machine. I mean, if you look at the NFL over the last year and a half, the Bengals have covered the spread better than anybody else. It's interesting to see the line move this much toward the Bills. I didn't think it was going to go from four to five and a half, even some extra juice some places on five and a half. Am I going to get a six? I mean, I, I, I don't want to bet the Bengals because I'm so invested as a fan. I don't want to put a lot of money on the Bengals here, but I definitely think the Bengals would be the side I would take here. Uh, plus five and a half is quite a bit. If it goes to six, I'll have to fire with a decent amount of money. Uh, probably put something on the Bengals here regardless because even though they're short on the offensive line at this point, Burrow does get rid of the ball pretty quickly here lately. Um, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Hurst, they've got some pretty big advantages against the Buffalo secondary. And uh, we know Burrow Burrow is about as good as it comes. I know he doesn't have – I would put Mahomes number one and then Burrow number two. Uh, Allen's obviously very good as well. Allen turns the ball over too much. And the thing about the Bills that kind of bothers me is I think the Bills are a very good team. And before the season, that's who I guess would win the Super Bowl. Um, but if you look at the bottom six or seven teams when it comes to turnovers, 
Like nobody's in the playoffs except for the Bills. Um, I was hearing somebody say this stat before. Uh, the Bills are the one team that's in the playoffs. I think they're like second or third most turnovers of anybody in the NFL. Um, that's a problem. You know, you start playing really good teams, and if you have the kind of turnovers Josh Allen has had here lately, I don't think you're going to be able to beat everybody. Now, I would have much rather seen the Bengals come into this one far healthier, obviously, because I am worried that Burrow's going to be running for his life here in this one. Having said that, I think the unit that's kind of um, – it's, it's a team that a unit that's been far better than what people give it credit for is the Bengals defense. The Bengals defense, Lou Anaruma is a really good defensive coach. Second half, they've made great adjustments. Um, I, I think Logan Wilson's a terrific linebacker. DJ Reader's tremendous run stuff, stuffer. The one disadvantage they have is a out in the secondary. Uh, you know, can Diggs take advantage of this secondary? We know Eli Apple is capable of getting burnt once in a while. We saw that last week. Um, the Bengals have a good defense. Uh, I think the Bengals plus five and a half. I mean, it's hard to argue against the Bengals plus five and a half. I don't want to sound like a homer, so I'm going to let you guys <laughs> give your opinion here as well. Well, Sean, uh, you know, maybe you will kill Kyle's homerness here. No, I'm, I'm with him on a homerness. I'm going to piggyback a couple of things you said about Josh Allen. Uh, 14 interceptions, right, for the season. Uh, 13 fumbles, five of them lost, second only lost fumbles to nine for Trevor Lawrence, who's on the road this week. And, and we, we were talking about Dabo before. And what's the big difference? He's in New York now, and and Daniel Jones, remember, always fumbling the ball on running and total opposite with this coach now, total yeah. opposite. Allen's totally regressed without his guy. And the, the line move, it is, let's be honest, all of us here, when we see a four up to a, a six, I got Cincy in four, and, and now it's five and a half might be six. Someone knows these guys are definitely out. They're not, they're, they're, if they're questionable, let's be honest, they're probably not playing. This line keeps going up. But as you said, last year's line was worse, you know, and he's got another under his belt with a bad team. So, I mean, I'm not worried about that. You mentioned all the offensive weapons. Bills, you get carved up by uh, Skylar Thompson or whoever the heck ever. I don't care they were short fields because of turnovers or kickoffs or penalties. He still beat you guys. He put 30 points up on you, whatever the heck that kid did. I mean, this defense has been giving up points all season. Now you're in a playoff game versus a Super Bowl team from last year. Yeah, good luck with that. Against and then, and then they're playing you here when they probably should be playing you in Cincinnati. Like, why isn't this the neutral side game? That's a whole other oh, show. Don't get I me mean, started, Sean. Don't come on. Started. You said and you said he's second to Burrow, and you said he's second to Mahomes. <laughs> I I seen him beat Mahomes two straight times or three times sure. or whatever. I think it's three in a row now. Three straight over. I over can't Mahomes. be too much of a homer, Sean. No, I'll take <laughs> your homerness there. Come on, I'll, I'll pump him up for you there. Let's go, Cincy. You taking the five and a half, Sean? Yeah, I got four right now. I took four. I got it early. I got it early. I got bad numbers. Oh, you like me? Care. I don't mind. I thought the line was going to. I thought this line would be like a three opener, maybe. Right? So, Buffalo was a one and a half, two point fave on the road, which made sense. Like they, they're out. They got to prove themselves. Last year, you know, they got revenge tour here from last year's uh, game versus Kansas City, but they've not played good. Like they were playing down the teams. I, 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 there's so much. That, I mean, I can go on forever about this game. Uh, yeah. I, cluster injuries right in the offensive line the whole thing about that is what's the bills going to do is to capitalize on it i thought since they lost von miller they haven't had that much of a pass rush especially without ajs vanessa who's been out all year you know it's not like the bengals have played without with a good offensive line last year their offensive line was terrible it finally showed up in the super bowl a little bit that last drive it's like the guys completely ran out of gas but you know at the same time um 
this line's way off from what I thought it would be. I thought it'd be two, two and a half because I actually watched the beginning of that Bills game. Bengals, I was worried about my Bills minus one ticket. I was like, oh, I'm like, I think I'm on the wrong freaking side of this immediately. And obviously the tragedy happened with uh, DeMar Hamlin. Thank God he's okay. But, uh, you know, it's it's like I, 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 w- I was on the wrong side of that. And there's a couple things, though. You know, Zach Taylor got absolutely outcoached last week. Completely bomb, abomination outcoached. And uh, John Harbaugh did exactly. He said, you punch these guys right in the mouth on the offensive line. And I thought that Baltimore's defense played better that week than anybody's defense did all year. I thought Baltimore's defense was fantastic. They finally got healthy too. And plus Roquan Smith, he's a he's an all-star. Sure, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's why they're paying him $20 million a year. But that was all part of it. But, you know, uh, they got past it due to fortunate, you know, Huntley mistake. It's kind of like the Dobbs injury against Jacksonville that final week. It's like – or with Dobbs coming in, the Tannehill injury, it's like he screwed up, you know. He's the one that screwed up. You, you can count on that. But, you know, they're counting their blessings here a little bit. The problem is I look at the Bills as a finesse team more than a pounded-in-your-face you know, team. I mean, it's, it's Josh Allen that's running the ball, really. and it's not, it's not so much the running backs. And I think that McDermott's a little bit more lost than he was last year uh, without having Dayball. You know, they, they don't look right. They're, I think the Buffalo Bills were better last year. And then – Josh Allen's throwing the ball all over the place, you know, and I was on Miami plus 11 last week and that thing went all the way up to plus 14, you know? So I was, uh, I thought I was on the wrong side of it. And it turned out that, you know, even a Miami team could scheme against this team. I don't trust Zach Taylor, but I trust Joe Burrow against a team with no safeties. You have chase, you have Higgins, you have Boyd, you have Hurst. They don't have safeties. The back door is going to be wide open. For this spread, I, I think I think it's Bengals. You know, I, I'm going to go with it. It's probably going to be a public play. There's a reason it's not at six. Bengals plus five and a half. Move on to the final game, and that is the Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. This baby finally moved to minus four. The total of this game is 46 and a half. Kyle, why don't you go first on this one as well? Yeah, I think the side's incredibly difficult. I want to hear Sean's opinion on this. I know Sean's a Cowboys guy, so I'm looking forward to to hearing his take on this one. Um, You know, you could look at this two different ways. You could say the Cowboys have been pretty inconsistent. They played really well last week. Um, You know, are we going to consistently get that? And Tampa Bay was terrible. I mean, it was somewhat the the Cowboys were really good, somewhat Tampa Bay couldn't get any pressure on Dak. Um, Certainly he's going to have a lot more pressure on him here in this one. At the same time, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy really hasn't played a good defense yet. You look at who he's played so far. Uh, I don't think Purdy's going to look as good in this one. Now, McCaffrey has really added a lot to this offense. I think the 49ers are going to be able to score. The more I look at this game, the more I think um, over is probably my favorite play in this game. Uh, Taking Dallas to be able to break some big plays. San Francisco is really good in the front seven on defense, but San Francisco's secondary is not very good. So if Dak has any time to throw, I think the Cowboys have the weapons that they can get some big plays on offense here. Um, the side seems about right to me. Uh, you know, if it goes up anymore, I'd probably lean Cowboys uh, if it gets over four. Uh, you know, at the same time, this is one of those where if San Francisco was minus three, I'd probably be looking towards San Francisco. Plus four and a half, I'm looking toward Dallas. I think it's pretty tight. Kind of lean the over. Uh, Sean, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm a I'm a cowboy guy here, and uh, of, you know I took Dallas already. You know that I got Dallas plus four. 
you know, you're going to hear a lot about basically their four straight road games, right? They ended the season on the road, two more on the road in playoffs, back off a great game. I, you know, I think people forget midseason, Dallas was thought of like, wow, these guys look awesome, right? The defense was really good. Let's be, they had a bad little hookup there. Houston game, uh, Jacksonville, uh, that Eagles versus Minshew got 34 against them. Uh, you know, their losses, OT to Green Bay, which, again, they blow a lead in that game. They blow a lead in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, bad, whatever. And now they get a, let's be honest, Purdy, as good as Purdy's been, 30 points a game when he's putting up. Still rookie quarterback against Dan Quinn. I like Dan Quinn. I liked him when he was head coach before. I thought he's a solid guy. I, I, I got to take the points here. I think people are going to write off Dallas. Maybe you get the little bit of, I think that's why the line came down to like three and a half beginning of the week, right? People saw Dak, oh my God, we had five touchdowns or whatever. They looked awesome. Tampa Bay's garbage all year. So Dallas did what they had to do and crush a bad team. I, you know, I, any points here I'm getting with Dallas, I, I'm, I'm taking them. Again, Homer kind of play. Possibly, but I look at them as a team that I think people forgot. No Dak, they still started seven and two when he came back from injury, right? This is a a good team. The defense was very good. You're going to have a couple of hiccups, lose an overtime game here and there, blow some leads. It happens. You know what? I'm not laying points here. I'm taking them. And with a little chip on their shoulders, I think Dak's got something to prove. I think the defense got something to prove for themselves as well. And I think McCarthy's got something to prove here. You know, he's not going to come in, especially with a questionable kicker now like listen i'm saying trot him out for two point conversions he's got to come out for that first extra point he's got it he can't just abandon cooking here but if he somehow misses that first one i i think it because dak mm-hmm. i mean dak, dak's upset they're missing Dak, nobody was yelling when you're throwing interceptions all season long all right so the guy had whatever happened happened but uh i i listen i'll keep Dak on the field he's kind of feeling it now Fourth and two from the 41. I don't think McCarthy's going to pull up like he was in Green Bay playing Seattle. Remember that? Remember them just kicking, you know, 18-yard field goals in Seattle in a playoff game and end up losing? Uh, no. So I kind of like that the offense will be on the field more. Points, let's go. And again, it's been a long time, Dallas. Get, get, make me happy. Let's get to that championship game. <laughs> Maybe we get a giant miracle and we're hosting one. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this team total. 24 and a half for the Niners, 20.5 for the Cowboys. Cowboys side is juiced. If you add that up, that's only 45 points. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it kind of tells you one of these are supposed to be one of these are a little bit low. Probably the Dallas side is a little bit low. You know, what's funny about this is I, you know, all I hear is Niners, 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 all freaking week. Niners, Niners, Niners. And I see a lot of problems with San Francisco that, you know, really hasn't shown its ugly face. And there's a dang good reason why they hasn't shown its ugly face is because their schedule sucks. They they have the easiest strength of schedule in all of football. They haven't even had a team that has a life to them since Brock Purdy came in, you know, And, and that's a big, big red flag. Now you're playing a playoff team. You know, you're playing somebody that can throw the ball. There's two teams that the Niners played that has a passing game. And that's the Kansas city chiefs and the Raiders. They survived the Raiders, thank God, of their bad defense. The Raiders put up 34 points. Chiefs went to their stadium and put up 44. You know, look at all the other past uh, offenses they played. Worst schedule of passing offenses in the league. Now it's up to Dak. I don't like the Jekyll and Hyde stuff with, you know, the way that Dallas has been. But they're coming in as another underdog, and I don't even buy into the road 
four weeks thing because I personally think that it's almost like they're used to it now. You know, they're playing that role. These guys travel first class, man. It's not the same the old days. It's not nearly as hard. There's a lot of holes in that Niners defense. You know, in saying that, Dallas, they can come, they can show up, and then they can absolutely take a crap. I thought this was a really close-fought game that Dak learned some stuff from last week. You know, my perfect number is about four and a half points, but I don't trust it based on a Brock Purdy quarterback, and I'm going to give you a lean to Dallas. But I'm going to watch this line a little bit more and see if uh, it gets a little bit better because I don't need to be in a rush to bet this thing. It's going to be a standalone game on Sunday. Um, and uh, I'm. it might be the best game of the weekend. So uh, we'll see what happens. Any follow-up from you, Sean, or Kyle on that? Well, I'm going to say, listen, all great points with the, the Niners. I mean, come on, you play Arizona and, and the Rams who had no quarterback all season. Yeah. Right? So Dak, again, a lot to prove. And he has weapons. Like Gallup's worked his way back into shape. Schultz, I think, is a good little tight end. You got two decent running backs. You know, Pollard's let's out of the forget, backfield. Let's not forget that it was Seattle that imploded on themselves, more or less. And they were winning in the that second game. half. Yeah. yeah that that was game more, was, a, was it? They had a one point lead at the half. Yeah. 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 It's uh, there, there's some red flags. Now, the Niners have the best roster minus their secondary, I think. Maybe in the playoffs, everyone's got some problems. Maybe I, I guess Kansas City would probably be the total best roster, but um, Dallas is right there. And there's no way I'm taking a three and a half on the Niners. This is a sucker play to me. So um, I'm staying away for now, and uh, I might be on Dallas when the time comes. Let's move on to some college. Go ahead, Kyle. I was going to say, I think team total over 20 and a half is a pretty good bet on Dallas, too. Yeah. Right. yeah I mean, yeah. I, I had, uh, I figured it's going to be like 24 20 kind of either way, something along those kind of lines, because the defenses are still pretty decent. And both quarterbacks can make mistakes. So I think definitely those like under. Well, well, here's, you know, you wonder if Parsons is going to be an impact in this game because they're also facing a really good pass rusher. Now, Joey Bosa is on the other side. But, you know, uh, the, the Peters injury could affect Dallas a little bit because they were a little bit banged up. We'll see. It's going to be a, it's gonna be a great game. Yeah. I'm probably looking forward to this game the most. It's a good spread, in my opinion, just based upon what the market's offering. You know, if Dallas, if this if this really should be Dallas minus one, the market don't think so. You know, or I mean, or, or San Fran minus one or two. I'm just saying. You know, uh, yeah, you know, you don't know. You have a rookie quarterback in there, and I know he's been burning tickets, but there's going to be a point where he's going to feel some pressure. So we want some college basketball, and you know, we love college basketball. It's rolling right now. Kyle's got a great game to pick, probably the biggest game of the weekend. Uh, I got one myself. Our guest Sean Higgs has one with uh, some pop with a very popular team. Why don't you go first, Sean? Yeah, so you know we're all going to look at Miami and Duke, and I, I, Kyle Kyle's going to cover the the bigger conference. I was like, I got to come in probably something people like these kind of matchups, and I have to preface it by saying normally in a spot like this. When I see uh, the Dukes will be probably about a four-point fave here. Yeah, that's I what usually see the shows. right. Okay, so when I see like a unranked team versus the rank kind of thing, I'm usually auto-playing this 99.9% of the time. 
But the point percent of time I'm going opposite is when there's a team like Duke that is perceived as being a great program. Like, oh, Duke is their home. Miami's a really good team. And obviously, you know, they're ranked. They're a good program. They got four double-digit scores. Duke, new head coach. This team, I've been fading it the entire season. Like, it's not – this is not a vintage kind of Duke team. Okay, they're 9-0 at home. I saw them lose by 20 at NC State against them a couple weeks ago. Give me Miami. They beat them, I think, last year here too, Miami. This is a good team. I got a solid head coach, a team that knows how to play this team. And in, let's be honest, it's an overrated Duke team. And I'm going against my usual thinking here. I do not care. I do not care. It's Miami, Duke. I'm getting extra. I'm probably getting extra two points just based on the name alone. And what you say? Ken Palm's got it to four. It'll be probably five when it opens up because it's just Duke has a name. So anytime I'm getting extra value, I will definitely take the extra value. Well, there you go. Um, and, you, you know, <laughs> Duke's got a lot of following when it comes to the betting. One thing I did notice with Duke is Jeremy Roach is finally practicing. Uh, Jeremy Roach did miss a few games here. I'm I'm a I'm a anti Duke guy, so I'm always looking for opportunities to face this team. <laughs> and even even if that kid plays, he's their second leading scorer. He hasn't played in a couple weeks. He's going to come in and yeah. roll up 38 minutes of crunch time versus a, a good Miami team. Come on. No, like Virginia Tech last week when Coot, uh, that was it. Cooter Cooter came back. He uh, didn't look so good either because he was out four or five games. So, yeah. You know, just a little bit of a backup to your saying. Yeah, yeah. Miami's a very good team, and they, and they hang. And I think my I, if I remember right. Did Miami go there and beat them last year? 76 74 beat them last year. Yeah, they lost 76 to 74 at home. So Miami knows they can take care of business. Yeah. So so there you go. Kyle, uh, any quick thoughts on this game? Uh, I kind of think that Duke will probably be favored by more than the four that Ken Palm says. Uh, I think five or five and a half is pretty likely. If you get up to five and a half or so, I'd be really tempted to take Miami. Wong's a really good player for Miami. I think he's underrated by most people. Uh, probably going to be a good pro player in time. Now, Miami's been a little inconsistent on the road here, so I could understand hesitancy to take them, especially when you see a loss to Georgia Tech. But really, what has Duke proven consistently? Um, they've really not been playing very well. I don't think Duke should be laying too many points in a game like this. So not a strong opinion, but I definitely lean Miami. I'll add one last thing then. Uh, you know, I start, I lean Miami too. Duke's number two at home discrepancy, away home court discrepancy. So basically, if you're a bad away team, you're a good home team. It's just kind of how that function works. But Miami's 18th on away, as an away team. So it's not like, you know, it's not like you're getting a Duke as a great home team against someone a bad away team. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, Duke's getting low on their momentum here, the way they've been kind of tanking here. And, uh, you know, a little bit more inconsistent team. Um, Miami, uh, Jesus, man. I mean, look, the field goal percentage, very good this year. Uh, they're near proximity, ranking 12th in the nation. You know, Duke's only ranking 78th in near proximity. Yeah, you know, this could definitely be a close game. So no, no disagreement with me. First time I looked at that game, so thank you for bringing that one up. I'm going to talk about Baylor versus Oklahoma. And this is an interesting spot. You got a good coach in Oklahoma, Porter Moser. Is he good? Yeah, he, he's good. I mean, look what he did with Loyola. He finally left that program and went to Oklahoma. And Oklahoma kind of a little bit on the way up. They've had some hiccups along the way. But if you look at the strength schedule here, not super impressed with what they had to do in the offseason. I mean, look at this. You had Ole Miss at 89, 
Seton Hall's leaking oil this year when they lost their coach. Nebraska's 93rd. Nebraska's a little underrated, by the way, but still. Um, a bad Villanova team they lost to. Arkansas is leaking oil right now. You know, it, once they get the, a little bit hard on their schedule, they lost two home t- games against Texas and Iowa State. Now, the big problem that I have with Oklahoma and it's not how they focus on defense, and that's what Porter Motor changed. It's just that they completely abandon their opportunities on offense. That's why they only rank 339th in offensive rebounding. You know, that's absolutely terrible for second-chance shots, you know. I think some of this field goal percentage is a little skewed because of their strength of schedule here in the non-conference. So I always look for teams to possibly fade that had that easier non-conference trade schedule that pushes the Ken Palms and the other efficiency sites the other way. Baylor, on the other hand, fantastic. 11th in offensive rebounding here on Kempom, 29th in effective field goal percentage. They don't do a ton on defense, but they're getting a, t- a bunch of extra shots. You know, I think that's important. Um, you know, looking at this, I see that Metrics has Baylor number one near proximity. You know, that's huge. They don't defend it a ton, but they are scoring – now, here's another thing that I like to look at. Field goals attempted, and that's based upon your offensive real ground, rebounding. Baylor's a lot higher field goals attempted than Oklahoma. You know, So that's huge. This is more of their defense right here on field goals attempted against. So they're getting a lot more shots up every game based upon the rebounding. A couple things with Baylor, and I've been mentioning it the last few times, they were injured for a while with Flagler and Cryer. You know, those are two fantastic guards. You know, I think there's there's only three teams, really, that I feel comfortable betting on the road. Baylor's one of them. Uh, Alabama's one of them. And Tennessee's one of them right now. And uh, I'm taking them because it's you're going to have a short spread. It's going to be like a minus two. So I, I like them all the way up to minus three. Any thoughts on that, Sean? I, see, I'm going to look at this game as if it's a little dog. I'm, I'm going to lean a little Oklahoma here because just – a defensive team at home, and they've been bad. Like, they got to kind of get a win under the belt. Not that, you know, I always say hope in one hand, poop in the other, see which one fills up food first. <laughs> so it's not that they're, you're due to win is going to happen. But in a spot like this, I'm going to take a defensive team at home that needs that needs some wins. So I would just lean that way. Again, I don't know if I'm betting this one, though. So. Kyle? I don't have a strong opinion on this one. I looked at this. Um, you know, the, the thing that bothers me about Baylor, Kiev, is that they're so inconsistent. If you look at Haslametrics ranking there, 358th in consistency. They should be better than they've been in a lot of these games. Um, they did win at Texas Tech last game. Oklahoma blew a great chance to win at Kansas. They should have won that game at Kansas. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to – Sean lean, one's, lean one way. Kiev likes the other side. I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> oh, come on, Kyle. Pick a side. Thanks for tie, dude. I mean, here's the though that inconsistency is all based upon them losing their top two players for injury. So it looked really bad for a while and looked really good. So that's where that's coming from. But that's all I'm going to say. There's actually a lot of juicy games <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, Baylor's like Illinois of the Big Twelve this year. Is that good or bad? <laughs> I think that's the inconsistency theme. <laughs> well, you know, Illinois certainly is inconsistency inconsistent. But Scott Drew. I still take him over Porter Moser. So, you know, sure. that's where I'm going to hang my hat on right now. Um, so, Kyle, you got a huge game to talk about. Where are we going? 
Look, it, it's kind of my MO is to pick out these under the radar games that have some kind of uh, what I what I perceive to be an edge at least. So I want to take a look at Hawaii uh, this weekend. Um, appreciate the people here in the chat. I see uh, several more people watching. Um, but I, I think Hawaii is a team that they play so many games at home. Uh, it's it's really difficult to bet them when they go on the road. Uh, look how many times they played on the road so far, Kiev. He has it open right now. I mean, all these games that are like semi-home games, they were in Hawaii. Um, they've played almost no games on the road so far this year. This is a team that looks really good at home every single season. Um, this is a team that, to me, Hawaii is well coached uh, with uh, Gano from uh, St. Mary's in the past. But I don't trust them when they go on the road. You got UC Riverside, a team that is pretty veteran team, a team that I think um, has a pretty good upside. And Hawaii here just went and played against Irvine. Now they go and play UC Riverside a couple days later. I don't think this is a good spot for Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii has lost on the road to Fullerton. They beat UC San Diego, which isn't really saying too much. They're one of the worst teams in the Big West. Uh, now they go to UC Riverside. Line's probably going to be one and a half or two for UC Riverside. I think this is a good look to UC Riverside. Um, Riverside's been winning on the road here of late. They even won at Santa Barbara at UC Davis, a pretty good team in the Big West. I like betting the Big West. It's been good to me in the past. Uh, so usually I'm looking at totals, but this is one where I'm hoping I get a good number here on UC Riverside. I think they could be a good look here as the home team. And this is primarily a fade of Hawaii on the road. Well, fair enough. Um, for me, I like the under a little bit in this game. And there's good reason why. And I'm going to show people what I like to do on, on uh, Ken Palm. Um, when I see a UC Riverside team, you're in a pretty fast conference, would you say, the West, Kyle? They play pretty fast over there. Um, yeah. a lot of these, there's, there's a lot of pace wars in this conference. There's some, yeah, that like yeah, really I know there's a few slower fast. ones, but, uh, you know, there's, there's some pretty fast teams in this conference. I know Davis is a little bit of a faster team, but we, when you look at the numbers here, you see that teams are playing faster against them and it's somewhat because their defense isn't all that great and they're getting some opportunities to score, but they play a slow pace themselves. You know, you look at Hawaii, they play slower than their adjusted tempo as well but they also focus on defense. I think Hawaii's terrible at shooting away. I think that's a massive split, and I'm going to look that up a little bit before this while Sean talks about it. Um, I want to see what their average home road splits are because the good news for them is they didn't have that big, tough conference. So it's not like I'm using numbers against Duke and North Carolina and and Purdue, you know, you look at their non-conference, it was pretty standard to what they play. So I can actually kind of use those field goal percentage numbers a little bit better. So I'll take a look at that. But um, just for the fact that teams tend to play a little bit faster against them, but they just tend to slow it down on both sides of the game, you're going to get a total of about 132. Uh, I'm going I'm to definitely look to the under and possibly play it. Sean, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, along with Colin, fading Hawaii coming to the mainland. That's not where I want to play them, especially on the second one. First one, maybe they might be in it because they're fresh. They're ready to go. Second one, here comes the little legs and stuff like that. And I agree with you on the under based on them coming to the mainland and their the way they play. So I would be under and uh, Riverside. I think they're probably, what, one or two for that line, I'm guessing, somewhere along those lines. Yeah, I think that's what, what Ken Palm kind of had. Um 
and I'm I'm still pulling up these splits here. Kyle, you actually you've been betting the West a lot, huh? That's what you've been saying. Some success over there. You're muted, buddy. Hey, you got the mute on. You're Sorry. muted up. <laughs> Muting myself while I'm trying to place an order here over here, trying to multitask. Um, so uh got caught with the mute button there. Usually I'm pretty good at that. But I I, I think um I've had a rough college basketball season here of late, you know, to be honest. So I had an amazing football season. Uh, so far this year, college basketball has not been great, but the Big West totals have been some of my best bets I've made over the years. Um, I do think I know the conference well. I uh, like to look at some of those unders when you find the teams that do want to slow the pace down. So I do agree with Kiev on the under as well. Hoping we can get a little higher than 132. I think this might be one of those that gets bumped up to 133, 133 and a half. No, fair enough. Let's go to our most likely dog to win outright. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'm going to be the homer. I'm going to take the Bengals as the most likely dog to win outright. Somebody if you else weren't going to do it, I was going to do it. So I was going to say, somebody else might have said it, so I had to go ahead and say it first. But um, this is just a, a Bengals team that's been really good consistently. Uh, Joe Burrow is a five-and-a-half-point underdog. Isn't going to happen very often. I'll take the Bengals here. Is this does this got to be a football or a basketball? No, anything three Either. and a half or above. So any spread sport, really, or 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 the money line plus one forty five or better. You know, because that's right. what I, you know, I was going to lean to a, a college hoops game, uh, Texas Tech and K State, and it's I don't know what the money line is going to be. Texas Tech probably about a five point dog here. K State, we've lost six in a row with Texas Tech. They look terrible, but you know what? Oh. Covering, I'm calling for them here. We got K-State off a monster win. And they're awesome. Having a super season. But a lot of emotion in that last win, right? Overtime or whatever it was versus Kansas. I'm saying they got to be a little bit flat here. Give me the points with a really totally lost Texas Tech team. Get five. Take the money line is what you're saying. (laughs) I I think I'll do a little both. I'm doing a little both on that one. No, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off the grid myself. I'm going basketball. Uh, I'm going to go with a surprising one. I'm going to go with Wake Forest. And yes. you're probably going to get like plus 165 against Virginia here. Now, it's not like Virginia is you know a bad team at all. It's, they're, they're doing great. And they're, How are they they're, a top 10 team? Yeah. I, they, I, don't, I don't think they're that good. Do you got... No, no, they're, yeah, they're ranked in the top 10. Um, Ken Palm has them actually 11. I'm not sure if I'm even up there with them. You know, they play good defense and they slow it down like, you know, Tony Bennett does. But, you know, they're playing with the same guys as that's been losing mostly, you know, over the last few years. You know, when they played Houston at home, they lost. They went to Miami and lost. They went to Pittsburgh and lost. And then they had a home team against Syracuse and a bad North Carolina team that I might be taking NC State on. That was my other one, possibly. Might be taking NC State this weekend. And then you're going to really call that Florida State game an away game, you know, this is more of a pickup game. You haven't getting to play Florida State this year. So, you know, they haven't been challenged, but Wake Forest kind of hanging under the radar a little bit. You know, they have that nice win when Wisconsin was healthy uh, away, and Wisconsin plays the same style, you know, so they're kind of used to that style. Uh, you know, Clemson's actually an underrated team. Uh, I think they kind of, you know, regroup here, catch Virginia by surprise. You're probably going to get plus 160 or better. Um, you know, Ken Palm's got it as a Three-point spread, I think it's going to be a little bit more lean towards Virginia. I think because of the ranking, you're going to get three and a half or four. So I'm going to go with Wake Forest to kind of shock them a little bit 
and try to get themselves back in the conversation on the bubble for the NCAA tournament. So, like it. All right. Sean, awesome job. Really appreciate all your insights, my man. Where could our listeners and viewers get your great information in place? Yeah, well, I'm on uh, Twitter. You can find me there, Mr. Sean Higgs. Mm-hmm. And um, I do a show every day, Midday Money. You can find it on all your little podcast thing. It's a free pick show, much like this, except it's just me. And I give out a bunch of free picks across the board. And then it's a free-for-all in the chat. Come on in and uh, I'll give you my opinion on something. If I like it, I don't like it. Why? Yes, no, maybe so. So, uh, yeah. It is what it is. I'm everywhere. Come say hello. I'm a pretty easy guy to reach. Check out Sean. (laughs) Kyle, what do you got going on this weekend? So you can check me out at huntersportspicks.com, at Kyle Hunter Picks on Twitter. Subscribe on the YouTube channel if you're watching, and uh, give this video a thumbs up. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks for Sean coming on here this week. Guys, always a good time. Uh, Everybody, best of luck on your place this weekend. Yep, and thanks to everybody in the chat, Caleb, some Facebook people, Diggs, you know, all you guys that uh, chimed in. I really appreciate that. So really, really want, really love the fact that you guys are talking to us about these games. We love it. And you can find me at theoddsbreakers.com. Find any of us at theoddsbreakers.com. We have packages for you. We also have free plays and free information. You know, that's, I, I look at it as a, a, as much of a, more of a content site actually than just a pick site and, uh, I try to make a good argument why we're doing this one way and this the other way. Having a good NFL season ourselves, up about 26 units. So, you know, check us out at the Odds Breakers and just give us a shot and see how you like it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this show. If you have any questions, you can t- contact any of us. Contact us at theoddsbreakers.com, Kyle at Kyle Hunter Picks. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games and go get some winners. Thank you for watching Better Odds Sports Betting.